chapter 28 this chapter is about sparrows drawn to shiradi lakshmi chand burhanpur lady mega preliminary sai is not finite or limited he dwells in all beings from ants and insects to the god brahma he pervades all sai was well versed in the knowledge of the vedas as well as in the signs of self realization as he was proficient in both these he was well fitted to be the sadguru anyone the learned but not able to awaken the disciples and establish them in self realization does not deserve to be called a sadguru generally the worldly parents give birth to the body but death invariably follows life but sadguru does away with both life and death and so he is more kind and merciful than anybody sai baba often said that let his man be at any distance a thousand kilometers away from him he will be drawn to shiradi like a sparrow with a thread tied to its feet this chapter describes the stories of three such sparrows Lala Lakshmi Chand This gentleman was first serving in the Sri Venkateshwar Press in Mumbai then in the railway department and afterwards in the firm of Messrs Rali Brothers and Company as a munshi He came in Baba's contact in 1910 one or two months before Christmas he saw in his dream at Santa Cruz a suburb in Mumbai an old man with a beard standing and surrounded by his bhaktas a few days later he went to the house of his friend mr datatreya manjunath bijur to hear the kirtan by das ganu it was and is always the practice of das ganu to keep baba's picture in front of the audience while doing the kirtan lakshmi chand was surprised to see that the features of the old man he saw in his dream tallied exactly with those in the picture and thus he came to the conclusion that the old man he saw in his dream was sai baba himself the sight of this picture das ganu's kirtan and the life of the saint tukaram on which das ganu discoursed all these things made a deep impression on his mind and he decided to go to shiradi it is always the experience of the bhaktas that god always helps them in their search for sadguru and other spiritual endeavors that very night a friend named shankar rao knocked at his door and asked him whether he would accompany him to shiradi his joy knew no bounds and he at once decided to go to shiradi he borrowed rupees 15 from his cousin and after making due preparations left for shiradi in the train he and his friend shankar rao did some bhajan and inquired about sai baba with some fellow passengers who were four mohammedans who were returning to their place near shiradi they all told them that sai baba was a great saint living in shiradi for many years when they reached kopargaon he wanted to buy some good gowas as offering to baba but he was so wrapped in the scenery and sights there that he forgot to purchase them 
when they were nearing Shirdi he was reminded of the Goavas just then he saw an old woman with a Goa basket on her head running after the Tonga the Tonga was stopped and he gladly purchased some fruits when the woman said take all the rest and offer them on my behalf to Baba the facts which is that he had intended to purchase guavas but then forgotten to do so the old woman's encounter and her devotion to baba all these were a pleasant surprise to both the friends and lakshmi chand thought in his mind that the old woman might be some relation of the old man he saw in his dream then they drove on and came near shirdi and on seeing flags on the masjid they saluted them with puja materials in hand they went to the masjid and worshiped baba with due ritual lakshmi chand was much moved and was extremely happy to see baba he wrapped himself around with baba's feet as a bee with a sweet smelling lotus then baba spoke as follows cunning fellow he does bhajan on the way and inquires from others why ask others everything we should see with our own eyes where is the necessity to question others just think for yourself whether your dream is true or not where was the necessity of the darshan by taking a loan from a marwari is the heart's desire now satisfied hearing these words lakshmi chand was wonderstruck at baba's omniscience he was at a loss to know how baba came to know about all the things that had happened en route from his house to shirdi the chief thing to note in this respect is that baba never liked people to borrow or take loan for his darshan or celebrating any holiday or making any pilgrimage sanza at noon when lakshmi chand was sitting for meals he got some sanza from a devotee as prasad he was pleased to have it next day also he expected it but got nothing so he was anxious to get it again then on the third day at noon aarti time babu sahab joke asked baba what nevedya he should bring baba told him to bring sanza then the bhaktas brought two big potfuls of sanza lakshmi chand was very hungry and there was some pain in his back then baba said to him it is good that you are hungry take sanza and some medicine for the pain in the back he was again wonderstruck to see that baba again read his mind and spoke out what was passing therein how omniscient was he evil eye during this visit lakshmi chand also witnessed one night the procession to the chavadi baba then suffered much from cough He thought that this suffering of Baba might be due to somebody's evil eye. Next morning, when he went to the masjid, Baba spoke to Shama as follows: "I suffered last night from cough. Is it due to some evil eye? I think that somebody's evil eye has worked on me, and so I am suffering." In this case, Baba spoke out what was going on in the mind of Lakshmi Chand. On seeing these proofs of Baba's omniscience and kindness to his bhaktas he fell prostrate at Baba's feet and said I am much blessed with your darshan 
ever be kind and merciful to me and protect me always there is no other god to me in this world except you let my mind be ever wrapped in your bhajan and feet let your grace protect me from the miseries of the world and let me ever chant your name and be happy after getting baba's udi and blessings he returned home with his friend much blessed pleased and contented and was singing baba's glory on the way he remained a staunch devotee of baba then onwards and always sent garlands of flowers camphor and dakshina with any person of his acquaintance bound for shirdi borhanpur lady now let us turn to another sparrow one lady in borhanpur saw in her dream sai baba coming to her door and begging kichdi which is rice cooked with dal and salt for his meals on waking up she saw nobody at her door however she was pleased with the vision and told it to all including her husband he was employed in the postal department and when he was transferred to akola both husband and wife who were devout persons decided to go to shirdi then on a suitable day they left for shirdi and after visiting gomati tirth on the way reached shirdi and stayed there for 2 months every day they went to the masjid worshiped baba and passed their time happily the couple came to shirdi to offer kichdi as nivedya but for the first 14 days somehow or other it could not be offered the lady did not like this delay or tardiness then on the 15th day she came at noon to masjid with her kichdi there she found that baba and others were already sitting for meals and that the curtain was down nobody dared enter in when the curtain was down but the lady could not wait she lifted up the curtain and entered strange to say that baba seemed that day hungry for kichdi and wanted that thing first and when the lady came in with the dish baba was delighted and began to eat morsel after morsel of kichdi on seeing the earnestness of baba in this respect everybody was wonderstruck and those who heard the story of kichdi were convinced about his extraordinary love for his devotees mega now let us go to the third sparrow mega of vamagon was a simple and illiterate brahmin cook of ra bahadur hv sate he was a devotee of shiva and always chanted the five syllable mantra namashivaya he did not know the sandhya nor its chief mantra the gayatri ra bahadur sate was interested in him taught him the sandhya and the gayatri sate told him that sai baba of shirdi was the embodied form of god shiva and made him start for shirdi at baruch railway station he learned that sai baba was a muslim and a simple and orthodox mind was much perturbed at the prospect of going down to a muslim and he prayed to his master not to send him there his master however insisted on his going there and gave him a letter of introduction to his father-in-law ganesh damodar alias dada kelkar at shirdi to introduce him to sai baba when he reached shirdi and went to the masjid baba was very indignant and would not allow him to enter 
kick out the rascal wrote baba and then said to mega you're a high caste brahmin and i'm a low muslim you will lose your caste by coming here just get away on hearing these words mega began to tremble he was wondering as to how baba had come to know about what was passing in his mind he stayed there for some days serving baba in his own way but was not convinced then he went home and then to triambek and stayed there for a year and a half then again he returned to shiradi this time at the intercession of dada kelhar he was allowed to enter the masjid and stay in shiradi sai baba's help to mega was not through any oral instruction he worked upon mega internally that is mentally with the result that he was considerably changed and benefited then mega began to look upon sai baba as an incarnation of shiva in order to worship shiva bell leaves are required and mega used to go miles and miles every day to bring them and worship his shiva which is who is baba his practice was to worship all the deities in the village and then come to the masjid and after saluting baba's gadi he worshiped baba and after doing some service such as shampooing his legs he drank the washings as teeth of baba's feet once it so happened that he came to the masjid without worshiping kandoba as the door of the temple was closed baba did not accept his worship and sent him back again saying that the door was open then mega went found the door open worshiped the deity and then returned to baba as usual ganges bath on one makar sankranti day mega wanted to besmear the body of baba with sandal paste and bath him with ganges water baba was first unwilling to undergo this but at his repeated request he consented mega had to traverse a distance of 8 kilometers to bring the sacred river from the godavari river he brought the water made all preparations for the bath at noon and asked baba to get ready for the same then baba again asked him to be spared from this bath saying that as a fakir he had nothing to do with ganges water but mega did not listen to him he knew that shiva is pleased with abhishek on that auspicious day baba then consented came down and sat on a wooden board and projecting his head said omega do at least this favor head is the most important organ of the body so pour the water over that only it is equivalent to the whole bath all right said mega and lifting the water pot up began to pour it on the head but in doing this he was much overwhelmed with love that he cried out har har gange and emptied the pot on the whole body he kept the pot aside and began to look at baba but to his surprise and amazement he found that only baba's head was drenched while the body quite dry trident and pindi Mega worshiped Baba at two places. In the masjid, he worshiped Baba in person, and in the wada, Baba's big picture given by Nana Sahib Chandorkar. This he did for 12 months. Then in order to appreciate his devotion and confirm his faith, Baba gave him a vision. 
one morning when mega was still lying down on his bed with eyes closed but internally awake he saw clearly baba's form baba knowing him to be awake through akshada that is rice grains marked with red kumkum and said mega draw a trident and disappeared hearing baba's words he eagerly opened his eyes saw no baba there but only rice grains spread here and there he then went to baba told him about the vision and asked permission to draw a trident baba said did you not hear my words asking for you to draw the trident it was not vision but direct order my words are always pregnant with meaning and never hollow mega said i thought you woke me up but all the doors were closed so i was doubtful and thought it to be a vision baba rejoined i require no door to enter i have no form i always live everywhere as a wire puller i carry on all the actions of the man who trusts me and merges in me mega returned to the vada and drew a red trident on the wall near baba's picture next day aramadasi bhakta came from pune saluted baba and offered him pindi that is a phallic image of shiva at this time mega also turned up there baba said to him see shankar has come protect him now mega was pleasantly surprised to see pindi also in the vada kaka sahib dikshit was standing with a towel on his head after having taken his bath and was remembering sai when he saw a pindi in his mental vision while he was wondering about this mega came and showed him the pindi presented to him by baba dikshit was happy to know that this pindi exactly tallied with the one he saw a few minutes before in his vision in a few days after the drawing of the trident was complete baba installed the pindi near the big picture which mega was worshiping the worship of shiva was dear to mega and by drawing of the trident and the installation of the pindi baba confirmed his faith therein after continuous service of baba for many years doing regular worship and aarti every noon and evening mega passed away in 1912 then baba passed his hand over his mortal remains and said this was a true devotee of mine baba also ordered that at his own expense the funeral dinner should be given to the brahmins and this order was carried out by kaka sahib dikshit bow to shri sai peace be to all